All right, welcome back everybody to another episode of Green Squad Chats. I'm James Lascara, and today we're gonna talk about how do you do it all? We were just talking about this in our previous meeting. If you guys didn't know, we spend every week, once a week, Saturday morning, we haven't missed a meeting in, what is it now, three years? Over four. Over four years, talking about business growth, entrepreneurship, life principles, family, anything. And so we were just talking about in our group, the ways that each of us organize our lives and businesses to keep track of all the things we need to do on a schedule and the principle of having more capacity than others who maybe aren't small business leaders or uh, something like that. So Adam, do you want to open it up with some of your thoughts? Yeah, this is the number one thing I get asked. How do you do it all? And I typically just say, I, I just do it. And I felt compelled recently to dive into that and give a little more openness to like what it actually looks like. Well, yes, I just do it. It doesn't look like the five or 10 step process that you might read on social media or the framework that's just a framework. It's not your actual every single day life. And, you know, across being active duty, being involved in six or seven different businesses with multiple partnerships, multiple team members, have family requirements, and people look at me and go, oh man, that's crazy. Like they see good. Even if I'm saying like something's not going well, they just, they see the good and that's great. They're maybe they're inspired. I don't know. Maybe they're not, but it's messy. And I have fixed requirements in my life that are eight to four, nine to five requirements. I have family requirements and I I'm leveraging and using resources like money and people and partnerships to be able to keep these things sustained. And for me personally, it's fitting things in, in the in-betweens. When I wake up in the morning, sometimes I'm up at 4 a.m. Sometimes I'm heavy on my physical fitness game. Sometimes it's completely absent from my life. I'll, oftentimes I'm putting out fires or doing immediate need stuff in my businesses, might be sending an email, might be doing a KPI spreadsheet first thing in the morning, and then I got to get ready. I go to work. I I don't have a phone at work. Maybe I have a meeting somewhere else. So I'm traveling and I got my phone back and I got 20 minutes to respond to things and help and contribute. And I also have requirements in all my partnerships and businesses. So like I also have to get my own stuff done. That is my contribution to that team. And I have a family and kids and sports events. And we have the same exact things that everybody else has in life that are, you know, normal, what we would call ankle biters to use a colloquialism or or things that just pop up that you got to get done or maybe they're not the highest part. Like I have all that too. And it doesn't look the same. There's no miracle day for me that looks 100% consistent, completely scheduled out. I use those principles, but it's never perfect. It's oftentimes a big mess. So it's so profound to consider this, Adam, because looking from the outside in to your life, your business, I have the experience of knowing you personally as a friend and the experience of knowing you from an investor. And if I was just somebody who didn't know you well, intimately, like I know you as a friend, I'd be like, this guy is just all over. He, he doesn't miss. He's getting it all done. I guess have kind of a, an incorrect image of how that might feel. And the reason I bring that up is because when they inevitably get inspired by you to take the action and follow maybe in one of your investing strategy footsteps, they need to realize it's not going to feel like that. That 
that's not real. That's a lie told to you by social media. Actually, I did a post the other day. I think it was yesterday about business chores. People don't realize that in a small business, you're going to spend the majority of your time doing business chores. And business chores are the things that don't feel sexy. They don't feel fun. There's oftentimes there are things you do not want to do, but you know they must be done for the business to grow, to sustain itself, to thrive. And, and that feels a certain way when you're actually in it. And it feels not as good as you think it might when you first start. Such a great point. The, it feels different when you're actually in it because your context, your life is unique and it's different than the book you just read about the perfect day or whatever. It's different than the post you read of somebody, you love their content, you love the way they think, it resonates with you and they lay out what they do, you know, part of their morning routine or their daily routine or whatever. And then you try to copy and paste that and it works for a little bit. And then all of a sudden things start falling off. It doesn't work. Why? Because you are different than that person. You have a different life. You have different goals. You have a different blueprint. And so the exact steps that somebody else takes, the exact process that you, Adam, or you, James, or Tom, or Marty, or Travis follow is might work for me in certain instances, but it's not going to work for me sustainably because I'm different. The context is different. We're unique. And so we can't copy and paste. We take principles. Like I think Adam said, I like principles from some of those different things. And then I test it out. I'll plug and play it in my life. And if it doesn't work, I don't get all upset and bent out of shape about it because I know that all right, that doesn't work for me, even though it works for somebody else. But it can't be done because I have this in my life because all seven people in our group have a level of success and it looks different for everybody, but we all have different lives. Like my family life, my wife is superhuman. Like there are a lot of things I don't have to do or don't do at home because she is literally superhuman. Like she does it at a different level than almost anybody I've ever seen on that front. And she does entrepreneur stuff and all this other stuff that's, you know, completely separate from me, which somebody might have some a family dynamic that's different than that. But it's not an excuse to say, well, he that person has that and I don't have that. So therefore, I can't do it. That's the trap because we have seven different lives here, all levels of success that are able to still do it, but find the way that works for them. Yeah, I mean, Adam, you hit on it, right? Everybody's unique. I do think, though, there's probably some commonality in terms of the tools that we all use, all seven of us. Tools or processes, right? And there's different names for it. There's different CRMs out there for folks that are managing businesses with customers. For me and my family, which, you know, similar to all of you, run in a million different directions, our Google Calendar at the end of the day is important. So important that my wife and I spend about an hour every Sunday doing a, I call it a calendar sync. And we look at the week, what's coming up, who's got to be where and when and what's important. And if there's conflicts, we resolve them then well in advance. And then I wind up using the calendar as my task master to keep me on track. What do I have to do? And if, if somebody says, hey, I need you to do this, or maybe I just come up with, I identify something I need to do. If I don't put it in my Google calendar, it will not happen. And so I'm very disciplined about that. What other tools do you guys have? I set reminders in my phone for everything. You know, hey, Monday, when I know I'm going to be sitting in front of the computer, getting ready to start my W2 job, I put all my reminders that I know that I need to do for that day right then. Because I know I'm sitting down, getting my day together, logging into my computer at work. And so then I can start, oh yeah, I had to do this today. Oh yeah, I had to do that today. So that's what I, I live and die by the reminders for sure. I love that. You know, I actually learned something from my kids the other day. I saw they were texting and I'm like, well, who are you texting? And my son's like, I'm texting myself. I'm like, 
what do you mean you're texting yourself? And he's like, yeah, I just, if I want to remember something, you know, I find a website I like, I just text myself and then the bubble pops up and I know that I have something to look at. I just go back then and look at my own self, my own thread and I see these, right? So that's something that works for him. I didn't even know you could do that. I don't know how I didn't know you could do that. I probably have seen it before and just forgot, but yeah, you could text yourself. That's another way, like, right? It just, what works for you. And I think it's important to highlight and it has been highlighted that if it doesn't work for me, it doesn't mean I just give up. It means I look for the principles. I look for what will work for me to keep me on track. Here's a real world. So task stacking, it's like a buzzword, but most people probably do this in some form or fashion. I have the Green Squad call. I've got this podcast we're doing. I have a that's annual today that I have to go to and I've got a schedule. My wife just brought me breakfast. Just now, like she's superhuman. Like here's a full fledged fruit and eggs and like just now. And what through the door. We're on this podcast. I kind of iron just kind of like, can you, you know, reach here? Don't say anything. Can you set it here? But like, but she came in my office and I can't go like, oh, you're interrupting me. Like she knows she's supporting me and I could not get all the things done today and be prepared for this event tonight. If like things like that didn't happen, like when would I eat? I don't know. I don't have to think about that because most of the time I have that support system in place. James isn't married, you know, like he's got a totally different dynamic than me. I'll tell you one of the other areas that I think I've seen people struggle and I used to struggle is just a realistic understanding of how long things are going to take. And I think it is so critically important if you're going to try to spin a bunch of plates, juggle a bunch of balls, you need to understand how long things will take. And then you need to build in transition time and buffer time. And if you do not do that, your calendar will snowball and you will be massively behind on the things that you're trying to do. And it's hard to do. It's hard to get that understanding to build in transition times. You know, you don't, maybe I'm taking my kids somewhere. Well, it's a 30 minute drive. It's going to take 15 minutes from the time I say we're leaving until we're actually in the car. And if I do not account for that, we're going to be 15 minutes late every time. So having that understanding, you don't have to like it. I don't have to be happy that it takes me 15 minutes to get my kids to put their shoes on and get in the car. It's a reality. And the sooner I accept it, the more likely I'll be on time and completing whatever it is I'm trying to complete. Tom, this principle messes me up nearly weekly. So safe to say I struggle with it. It's a hard one. Yeah. I struggle with it a lot. It's an entrepreneur trap because problem with like having any level of success, which is also the huge benefit of it, is you believe you can do anything. And somebody says, hey, do you think you can get this done by tomorrow? Could be a five day task. You're like, yeah, of course I can get that done. At what cost? You're going to probably get it done, but there's going to be a cost to it. What are the tools that people have? I mean, I've heard Adam talked about getting up at 4 a.m. I I imagine uh, by a show of nods, everybody's getting up at earlier than the average right? Taking advantage of all the hours. I got something. So before this year, I was hardcore on waking up early. Like if you're not waking up early, you're lazy. And I sort of realized that if I'm not getting good sleep, it actually degrades my performance more. And so when I'm doing my best work, I go to bed early and I wake up early. But if I'm getting to bed at 11, I think it's now worth it for me. This is just my opinion. I think it's now worth it for me to get the extra sleep and get at least six and not wake up at 4 a.m. And so that's something that I take into consideration. The other thing that I use too is simple belief. So I truly believe that I have more capacity than most other people because I have a higher level of determination, grit, and discipline. And a lot of other people, they, you know, they're like, "Ah, I need to take a break. I'm too tired. I'm too worn out or whatever. I am subject to feeling those things too, but I truly believe that my threshold for feeling is just so much higher. And it's that belief that carries over to me getting more done. I don't think that's a healthy way to live your entire life, by the way, but I think it works for me in this season of growth. We're talking about decisions we're making, right? Who is watching more than one, you know, Netflix 
or Apple TV series right now? Who's binge watching three and four episodes a day? Nobody on this call. I go six months without turning on a TV routinely. Maybe four months. Let's call it four months. I go four months without turning on a TV that whole four months. And then maybe I'll watch a series. To be honest, usually it's when I'm dating somebody. My wife likes to connect over like a weekly show, like let's pick a show and watch it weekly. And we're watching, um, you know, the morning show or something right now, but watching on Wednesdays, but I wouldn't otherwise do, but I do watch football. I don't go golfing. I don't go hunting. I do real estate. I run businesses. I lead teams. I do the military and I watch football unless it's helping me in my family life. I'm not usually binge watching. Here's the thing though. I have been to watch things. I have needed to to just go numb in my mind and calm my decision making and decision fatigue down and just kind of veg out on something. I have binge watched things for six straight hours and like sat down, thought I'm just going to go numb for a bit and turn a show on. What What's the lawyer show on Netflix? Lincoln Hart? Uh, no, Harvey. Suits. Yeah, Suits. Like I started to veg out on Suits, got three episodes in and within two weeks, I think I'd watched all eight seasons. But like, that's not something I do all the time. I did it. That's what it really looks like. That happens. Yeah, it's important, I think, to the listener and for all of our own sanity to understand that that's okay. Like it just goes back to you have to know you and your unique context in your life. And if you need to watch a TV show once a week or then do it, it's when we default and then now that's all we do is watch TV all day long. Okay. Well, now you're out of balance there and something's got to give with that too, right? But don't beat yourself up because you like to watch football or don't beat yourself up because you watch a Netflix series or something like that. I, you know, there's room for that, but you have to know your own context and your own life and what's going to work for you to continue down the path to, to reach those goals that you want to reach. No, I, Brandon, you're right. I My intro to this topic was probably too strong. My wife and I watch about 30 minutes of TV every night, right? But it's in balance, right? One thing that I keep hearing from everybody is we have our non-negotiables. Whatever that is for each of us, there's something, there's things in there that we're just like, hey, Adam is going to do his title company. It's just non-negotiable. He's going to do it. And so then he structures his day around that. You know what I mean? We all have you know, working out. That's a non-negotiable for all of us. Working, uh, getting on this call every Saturday. That's a non-negotiable. My family knows that. They understand that. And we work our day around this thing because it's a non-negotiable. And so whatever those non-negotiables are, you just got to establish that and make sure everybody knows and supports you in that. I said that some people don't even know what they haven't found in their life, what they do. They haven't found what works for them in their capacity, in their environment, whether that's sitting with themselves, coming to honest conversations, staring in the mirror, whatever process they need to do to identify what they can do to increase their capacity to do more if they want a greater life. Because social media, everybody's so good about taking the little snippet of the perfect plate of chocolate chip cookies. But as soon as you zoom out from, the, from that plate, there's dishes in the sink and there's garbage in the trash and there's like a kid screaming and whatever else is going on the dog just pooped on the linoleum floor like whatever right and so success that is not a straight line it is squiggly and it is back and forth into the two-year-old drawing of crayon but it's still going from bottom left to upper right yeah man what a powerful principle you just put out there like there's this quote that i don't know who said it but everyone is going through something you know nothing about 
You know, in a previous leadership role, I wrote that on my whiteboard so that I could just remind myself, you know, when dealing with people on my team, recognize that they got something going on, you know, nothing about. And social media, we post content, you see it out there, man, that looks awesome. Look how successful that person is. Look at the great things that person's doing. They have something going on, you know, nothing about, and we all have it. It's not perfect. It's just such a great principle. And what's so powerful about that is like, you should feel like, oh yeah, I'm allowed to mess up. I'm allowed to have bad days because everybody's got bad days. Powerful principle. Well, I think that wraps it all up for this week's edition of Green Squad Chats. If you're new, make sure you like and subscribe and smash whatever button you want to smash and tell your friends about how a bunch of dudes are sitting around talking it out. And we'll check you on the flip side. Thanks for listening.